Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to OSHA's big anniversary sale celebration, May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at OSH.com. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. All right, so look, man. Couches are all around us, everywhere, like literally, even in pop culture. I could go through a list of couches and you'd be able to identify them simply by the theme songs that accompany the couch. I'm talking about Friends or the couch from The Simpsons. Even the couch from Issa Rae's Insecure. Yeah, the bouch. Can't believe we're getting rid of this thing. You think somebody will take it? I don't know. Could really just take couches off the- Hey, yo! What y'all is doing with that bout? But this is about more than couches. This is about the chairs, the tables, the other random furniture that's been discarded on the streets of Oakland. Isn't it so cute? <laughs> Isn't it so cute? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Enter Jamie Faciola. You start falling in love with this furniture on the street? <laughs> I do. I do. I really have all these, like, little relationships with them. A couple months ago, I got a phone call from Jamie Faciola, photographer, artist, and couch hunter. Jamie was telling me about how she has an Instagram account dedicated to documenting discarded furniture on the streets of Oakland. Now my husband's in on it. My dad's girlfriend sends me pictures. It's a weird thing to be associated with. Like, Jamie, Jamie, I saw the greatest worst couch yesterday. I thought of you, like, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, she does this shit. She walks around the streets of Oakland and she takes pictures of couches and chairs and other discarded furniture and asks the question, What the hell else could we do with it? Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to OSHA's big anniversary sale celebration, May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at OSH.com. you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles? The Snapchat Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So this week, I tagged along with Jamie, and we went out and we looked for some old furniture. Of course, with us, her trusty dog, Lucy. What kind of dog is Lucy? Um, we think Lucy's a mix between a boxer and a German short hair pointer. That's a boxer for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very calm, relaxed. So yeah, she takes Lucy out with her every single time. It's a part of her daily routine. So yeah, what's your normal process? The process is I walk my dog. The side benefit is I often get to capture pictures of discarded furniture along the way. Oh, let's go this way. This way? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So since you've told me about what you're doing and documenting the furniture and looking at your Instagram, I can't stop seeing furniture on the street. 
I also saw it everywhere, mm-hmm. and then I couldn't unsee it everywhere, <laughs> yeah. and there we have it. How often do you see stuff, and how much do you see? I walk Lucy nearly every day, and I would say one to two-thirds of the time I come home with a picture of something, be it a chair, a couch, multiples. Gotcha. Okay, we, I've stopped because... You see it? Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> we're, we're at the chair. <laughs> What we have here is an office chair, kind of similar to the one that I have at KQED, except for this one is missing at least one, maybe two wheels, and uh, some of the foaming is ripped. It also made me think about, like, somebody stole my chair one day at KQED. I was up in arms, you know, and this chair is just sitting here. It could easily be reused. I could be using that chair. Yes, you get it. Exactly. It's such the perfect representation because it's a little bit broken, and so it's all dead. And now it's sitting on a trash bag with open trash decreasing the chances of anyone seeing the opportunity in it. All right, so to get an idea of whose furniture this is, we have to look at people. And if we're looking at numbers of people, then we turn to the census. From 2010 to 2014, the census, looking at San Francisco, Oakland, and Hayward, an area of about 1.4 million people, says that 80,000 people left, while about 106,000 new residents came in. That leaves us with a net increase of about 21,000. That's a lot of people. The reason that stuff is thrown on the streets in the first place, do you think that's impacted by the housing crisis in the Bay Area? I think there's so many stories in the furniture. I really do. I bet it could tell a lot about who is coming and who is going. It definitely shows so much turnover, right, of some sort. Either they're moving or at least redecorating, but there is motion happening. And I do think it is absolutely kind of played out through what ends up on the street. You know, I actually partnered with the city. I put in a grant to kind of do something just like that because I really think that what we see as waste really could be like a a job creator. I think reconditioning how we think about stuff and how we see it and what the role it can play in our community is so vastly underutilized and under imaginated, (laughs) that's a word, (laughs) but the, um, the grant did not get funded. You know, there's just so many pressing issues right now and these sofas on the street, are, it's just not top. And so there's interest, I think there's curiosity, but I, it's not at a crisis level that it's going to take a spot of something else more pressing. So it's not immediately pressing. I will admit that looking at the Instagram, it's not immediately engaging. It's like just photos of dead sofas <laughs> like laid out on the street. But when you start to break it down, it tells a story of housing or people you know, dealing with housing issues. It tells a story of global climate change, the way we treat natural resources. It talks about our inefficiency as a humankind. And so it is kind of pressing. Yes, Penn, yes. I agree completely. It is such a microcosm of so many bigger things, right? Like the consumption, the disposability, the lack of interest in jobs and like solving things at a community level. And I think we're so removed from furniture that it's really easy to assume it's all bad and once on the street, it's over. We're just so privileged right now that we have all this material that we just throw away at at ease, at will, like it's absurd. I think someday we will rue the day that we were so flagrant and reckless with really precious natural resources and time and labor and natural capital and social capital. And so and I think sometimes if you don't see it or if you don't think about it, it's hard to know what that improvement can be or what's wrong. It's crazy to think that like you're an artist by documenting couches, <laughs> but you are, you're changing the way people see the world, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm a, a professional couch hunter. Like. <laughs> I know. You know, I think remembering the longevity of things will help us. I really do. 
my daughter will keep the same furniture that she has now through college. <laughs> so as we're wrapping up the interview, you know, making small talk, not saying anything important, Jamie decides to go ahead and drop that bomb on me that she has some deep roots that speak directly to her passion. And they start right here in the East Bay. I feel like I should disclose. Actually, my grandpa was an upholster. <laughs> it's in your blood? <laughs> I've really, really thought about this. The root of why I find this even more interesting than just like the art of it is because my grandpa did it. And it just really blew my mind when I went back and re-thought about my grandpa's job that I probably never really thought about. And I saw it in such a different light. So though I'm the one with the fancy degrees in environmental science, like he was really literally a practitioner his entire life. Yeah, he's looking down, smiling on you. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I let her play with the scissors. <laughs> yes, it worked out. I know. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, so in talking to Jamie, I realized that, you know, I'm one of the many people who I walk past this issue every day, and I think nothing of it. But Jamie takes the time to not only document it, but also put it out there so other people recognize that this is an issue that speaks to something larger in society. It's not just about discarded furniture on the streets of Oakland. It speaks to the housing issue in California, environmental waste throughout the world, and really how we need to do better with our given resources. So big thanks to Jamie and Lucy. And so, yeah, while I'm thanking people, I want to thank the producer behind this show, Ashley Ann Krigbaum, bringing all the magic. I want to thank Jessica Plachik for editing the magic. Shout out to the team over at KQED. That's Julie Kane, David Marcus, and Holly Kernan. And you, the listeners. Yeah, big shout out to y'all for lending us your ears and your time and your energy and your efforts. Go out there and spread the word. Let them know that this podcast is doing things, doing things, doing things. Once again, I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Peace. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles? The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures. Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast. And I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!